All right, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty and Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and we are jumping on a little bonus game-by-game breakdown, but uh, I had to do it because he's back. He is the man of the hour. He is the man with the power. He is my co-host. I missed him on Tuesday night recording, but he's back with me here today. It's Mr. Jerry Sinclair at Jerry Sin DFF on Twitter. Jerry, what's going on, buddy? Getting withdrawals. I was getting a little itchy neck, so I, I had to jump back on as soon as I could. Man, I got so much hate tweets. Where's Jerry? Where's Jerry? Where's Jerry? You know what? I was like, I- I'll get you some Jerry. And you know what? We got bonus Jerry. Not only are we doing the bonus show today, but at some point this weekend, you're going to get a very special edition of the Aussie Guys podcast. That's at Aussie Guys NFL on Twitter. And uh, we jumped on with Jerry, myself, uh, G, the the host of the the Aussie Guys, because his uh, co-host, AJ, is on vacation, along with our buddies, the Fantasy Football Fellas. But we were like, hey, you know what? It's so much fun hanging out with G. That we thought we'd bring G to the Dynasty Warzone. So all the way from Australia, uh, G of the Aussie guys. G, what's going on tonight, buddy? Memphis, Jerry, uh, good, mate, good. Just sitting back, what, is, what have we got now? We've got at 12.30 at night, got work tomorrow, mate. I get up at 3 o'clock to speak to you blokes. It's, it's amazing what we do to talk fantasy football with each other. Now, we tell ourselves that we're doing it for you, the listener, and we are. We want to help you out. We want to share our experience, uh, our research, the things that we do to prepare our own teams to help you be better dynasty and fantasy players going into a very critical week 16. But it's really just a reason for us to get together and hang out. You know, we we love talking football with each other. Uh, One thing I want to mention real quick is that you can now find the Dynasty War Zone on the Clipcast. Clipcast is a searchable uh, search engine for podcasts. So if, if you want to know about Todd Gurley, because maybe he's going to play on Sunday, maybe not, and you want to rifle through as many podcasts as you can find, um, you can find their website by going to their Twitter handle, which is at clip underscore cast. You go there, there is the website link attached right there to their Twitter profile, and you can go on there. And it's a search engine because maybe you don't want to hear us talk about Baker Mayfield or Andrew Luck or anybody else that we're talking about. You just want to hear about your guys because you've got injured guys or you got guys you're debating on whether or not you should play them or not. That's the beauty of this search engine. So check that out, at clip underscore cast. It's a great app, and it's not just Dynasty Warzone. It's every podcast that's affiliated with this guy, and there's a bunch. There's a bunch of good ones. The uh, Dynasty Happy Hour I know is affiliated with Clipcast. So make sure you check that out. But the reason for this bonus is uh, something the Aussie guys normally do on their show is uh, a game-by-game breakdown. So I, th- I thought that we would just uh, take the a game apiece. You know, we'll go around the horn, and I'm going to throw it to G. G, you want to start breaking down the Redskins at the Titans, which is a Sunday, so, excuse me, Saturday at 4.30. It's the Saturday game, only on the NFL Network, which kind of sucks because the NFL Network's not really worth paying for except for these two weeks. So, G, what you got here with these Redskins and Titans? <laughs> Isn't it amazing, though, that both of these teams, and look, neither of them have been great, are both still in the playoff hunt. It's just just amazing. That's what makes football great. That's why so many people watch. There's there's only like eight eight or nine teams officially eliminated from playoff contention. Hell, even Cleveland's alive for a playoff spot, technically. But going into last week's games, the Falcons were still 
in the hunt, I think like 350 other three things had to change for them or, you know, teams had to drop and, and whatever, but they were still in the hunt. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it, it, it's just, it, it was never going to happen. But just, you know, mathematically, there's a lot of mathematical people out there. They, they were still in it. Uh, and they probably still are in it uh, going into this week after winning last week. But we're here to talk about the Titans, the Redskins, and, geez, um, Gee, what we're we going to do? We've had two bad weeks of fantasy football scores, haven't we? Um, and I don't think uh, we'll talk about the Titans first. And I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to help you with that at all either this week. Um, I, I really think you probably, if you got better people to start, you, you probably start Josh Johnson before him, Josh Allen, mate, even uh, even Mullins and uh, Lamar Jackson probably because look, in the last two weeks he's only thrown for forty-four passes. Um, he's thrown no TDs. And that's because, mate, the Fed Derrick Henry the ball. And he, he's about the only guy on this whole offense that I could honestly say to go out and and start. Okay, maybe you feel that uh, after two two weeks you're probably chasing the dragon a little bit. But, mate, the, the dude's getting it done. In the last two weeks, he's been the number one running back. He's scored 77 uh, fantasy points, and that's just in standard He's uh, 408 yards, six TDs. Uh, he's just he's, he's just absolutely run an absolute muck. Um, Dion Lewis, you can't start him. He's pretty much like a pigeon when you go to the park and he's just picking up, waiting for you to drop your sandwich crumbs and he's there to pick them up. Um, <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey Davis, oh my God. I, I, I came this guy a couple of, about a month ago and he, then he really stuck it to me with a couple of big games. But... In the last two weeks, he's had a total of 54 yards, and that's about it. Once again, it's, it's been the Derrick Henry show. Um, yeah, so on 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 the uh, Redskins side, it's pretty much the same. Like, who the hell do you start in this game? Maybe one of you two guys can help me out because I can only no see one. Derrick Henry. I, I Derrick Henry. I can't start Josh Johnson. Yeah, I got nothing for you. No. Adrian Peterson, you might have to because, my God, there's you – know, IR spots going up everywhere. They're handing them out like lollies. Um, so maybe you have to start Adrian Peterson. I know that I will have to because I have to start three running backs in one league. So uh, I, I just sit there and I go to church and I get in the pew and get on my hands and knees and just pray to God that he does something. Um, look, Chris Chris Thompson's had a disappointing season. I don't think you can start him. Uh, and look, as far as the wide receivers go, maybe Crowder's found a little bit of mojo going with Josh Johnson. But it's, look, are you going to risk that biscuit in the in your playoff game? Uh, I'm not going to do it. And we have a um, at the Aussie guys, we have a the tap rule for tight ends, which is the um, tight end um, player pulse. So if he's got a pulse and he's a tight end, um, you're probably going to start him because there ain't nobody out there. But, uh, look, Jordan Reed threw up a, uh, a goose egg last week. And, mate, you, you, just, you just might have to. But I, I can't honestly, in all good conscience, tell someone to go and put him in the lineup. Yeah, one thing I look at when I, when I do these game-by-game game breakdowns is the Vegas, because I'm a bit of a gambling degenerate, is the Vegas line. And the, the, the over and under in this game is 37 points. It may be the lowest one I've seen all season. If not, it's definitely one of the lower. So, And, and the Titans are favored by 10. So when, when, when you break that out, that means that Vegas thinks this is something going to go along the lines of 24 to 13 in favor of Tennessee. So, 
I mean, are you going to try to pick the one guy on the Redskins to get that one touchdown? None for me, thanks. And uh, Derrick Henry will probably get those three touchdowns for Tennessee. So I I think that's all solid stuff. Gee, now, maybe it's because he's my co-host. But uh, I gave Jerry the good Saturday game. So at 8.30 p.m. (laughs) Eastern time, the Baltimore Ravens go all the way to L.A. to play the Chargers. The Chargers are a four-point favorite. The over and under is a, a, a medium, a middle of the road over and under for this week, 43 and a half. So, Jerry, uh, break down this game for us. Give us some Chargers and some Ravens. Not only did you give me the better game, you sort of gave me the easier choices, too. Because I feel like for the Ravens, it's just Gus the Bus Edwards. Uh, Dixon's been showing up, but I mean, if you've gotten to your championship without him, you would have to be pretty desperate to put him in now. So, he, I'm not risking that biscuit to take a page out of G's book. As far as the wide receivers, you going to start Willie Sneed or Crabtree or John Brown? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, hell no. The, the tight ends, I mean, there's another crapshoot. I, I think it's just Gus. I mean, he's gotten 16 carries in five straight games. So as far as a nice floor, I think, I think he's a good flex play. If you've got other guys on your team that can blow up and have 20, 30-point games, He's the perfect guy to just put in there, get your 8 to 12 points, whatever you need to just get you over the top. Chargers, this one's a little different because they have they have stars. They got Melvin Gordon's back. Keenan Allen's supposed to be back. Phillip Rivers has been good, but that Ravens defense is good, man. So I, if you have them, you're starting them. And listen, if you have made it to your championship and you have Melvin Gordon or you have Keenan Allen and you survived – the debacle that was last week with Keenan Allen, you're definitely putting him in. Because if you have a good enough team to win without him, it's even better with them. Phillip Rivers is the iffy one, though. Uh, he's just been so solid. And I know the Ravens' defense is good. I think I'd still play him. I don't – I mean, Baker Mayfield, someone like that's got a good matchup this week. But I don't know if I would sit Phillip Rivers, who I've been riding all year for someone like him, especially when he – you know, I mean, Baker has had more – turnovers and touchdowns the last couple of weeks but he's still been getting that that decent workload i think i'm sticking with rivers i'm not going to talk myself out of it if you got rivers play him but i'm not going to expect a 28 point game or something he'll get you 17 18 just good enough hopefully you got some big boys to get you over the top uh as far as you know i i think melvin gordon's playing i don't know if it's certain yet yeah the the head coach said that he is playing so that's a good thing Eckler and Justin Jackson are out. We're not even going to talk about them. Mike Williams, it's like once a month he has a game where he catches two touchdowns. But I'm I'm not relying on him. Not in my championship. Not when I can drink the champagne from the chalice of glory. He's not going to be in there. Gee, do you guys drink champagne from chalices in Australia? This is It's either that or it's a Detroit thing. I'm trying to figure this out. Mate, we've, we've got so much class here, mate. We drink it straight from the bottle. Straight in. That's what I'm about to like a, something else. Like a 2000s wrapper? You know, like a bottle in each hand? <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you, you have stubby holders there, what we call stubby holders, which is like the, it's it's like a piece of, I don't know, like rubbery foam that you stick around your, your, your beer bottle. Oh, yeah, we call them beer koozies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beer, co- beer, beer, beer yeah, koozies, yeah. Yeah, I'll get big ones made up for my uh, champagne bottle. Straight out. I'll, I'll, what, 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 do, what do you call them, G? Uh, stubby holders. Because we, oh, I'm writing that yeah. down. I'm <laughs> we, we, have a, we have a beer, and we, we call them stubbies. 
because a little stubby bottle. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm stealing that. <laughs> Jerry's gonna be telling his wife, hey, pass me that snubby holder over there. No, there's a there's a, a joke for stubby, every day. so I don't want her to her to give me any stubbies jokes. <laughs> yeah. Not safe for work, but, oh, but my. Look, I, I was just, I was gonna say too, yeah, look, I agree with the Philip Rivers. Like if you invite a girl to the prom, and I've I've used this analogy all the time. If you invite the girl, you see the night out. Okay. And and if he's got you there. Um, and the quarterback's a massive part of um, why you get to a playoff. Uh, it's not everything, but it's a really big part. Um, so you, you just got to stick with him, with Rivers. Uh, look, I got him in one league, and I'm, I'm going to be sticking with him this come this weekend. Well, I was looking at some Philip Rivers stats while we were talking about stubby holders, and uh, Philip Rivers has played a top 10 passing defense five times year to day and he has not scored less than 17 uh standard quarterback points in those games so yeah this is a tough matchup but he's produced and you know he put up the titans are eighth against the pass he put up 20 points the rams at the time of the game were sixth against the pass he put up 17 at the seahawks who were at that time were sixth against the pass 17 points and then a couple of weeks ago at the Steelers he put up 24 points who were eighth against the pass and the Steelers just held Tom Brady in Pittsburgh to a very poor showing so I agree with G you, you roll your guy he's got you to this point you're going to go but I'm, I'm going to roll into a, a team that got rolled last week and that's the Dallas Cowboys they threw up the big goose egg the donut uh, this game the Cowboys are a seven point favorite again another middle of the road line 46 and a half point over and under. So when you break that down, that means Vegas is expecting Dallas to win somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 to 20. So my sits, I'll just go with my starts. On Dallas, I'm starting Zeke and Amari Cooper. Pretty straightforward. And on the Tampa Bay side, I'm only starting Mike Evans. The, the I, I'm sitting both Dak and Jameis. And, and, and we had our friends, the fellas on the Aussie Guys podcast, and Kyle had Dak as a start, but I, I disagree since the Buccaneers changed defensive coordinators. They have been the ninth toughest matchup against the pass. And this is not against fantasy. This is in the real NFL, but but that defense has played a lot better. Uh, this Dallas team is just going to want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and, and secure a win. And that's one thing Dallas does real well, is if you're playing fantasy players against Dallas, you're playing a very dangerous game. And you saw it last week with the Colts, who have – a great team, but Dallas is very good at converting first downs. Dallas is very good at running the ball with Zeke, and because of that, they really shorten the game from a plays per game standpoint. And you got to have more plays to get more opportunities to score fantasy points. So uh, that's why I'm sitting Dak and Jameis. Uh, we've already given them a lot of love, but I would much rather start Josh Allen, Baker, even Lamar Jackson, and I'll even start Nick Foles playing against the the, the 26th ranked Houston. Pass defense, so definitely sitting Dak and Jameis. I'm sitting Barber. You know, I I could see where you would have to play him with injuries, and maybe you're a girly owner and girly sits because he had 80 some odd yards and a touchdown last week against the, a very tough Baltimore Ravens defense in Baltimore. But this Dallas defense is going to be pissed off. They just got beat on the road. They're back home, so I don't think I can trust Barber unless I'm in a real injury situation. And then I, I can't trust Adam Humphreys or Chris Godwin at this point. And obviously you never trust any non-Amari Cooper Dallas wide receiver. So I'm fading the whole lot of them. I'm playing the two stud wide receivers, but I'm fading all the rest. 
And then all the tight ends. Cameron Brate's hurt you the past couple of weeks. Uh, you have no idea which Dallas tight end is going to play, but from a dynasty standpoint, I do want to tell you to stash Blake Jarwin. Over the last two games, he's had seven targets in each of the last two. I'm not saying that he's going to run away with this job, but he's a very young guy. And due to injuries to Jeff Swaim and just not having another tight end on the team, he's getting very valuable reps with Dak Prescott. So he could end up being a very nice dynasty stash for you, uh, and I am stashing that. So we're going to go back to Jerry, who is going to cover the Minnesota Vikings battling his Detroit Lions. Uh, hopefully the Lions lose that game. I want a good draft pick. But as far as the Lions go, who are you going to play? Kenny Galladay, maybe. I mean, you don't feel good about it. He finally had a good game last week against Buffalo. Um, but now he's got to go against Xavier Rhodes. He's got to go against Trey Waynes. He's the only guy on the offense, so the defense is going to go uh, Kenny Galladay. Circle that guy. So, I mean, if – and Zach Zenner. Sorry. Listen, Detroit fans love Zach Zenner more than Steve Eiserman, who won them a cup. That's not entirely true, but it's – I, I don't want to do anything with the Lions. Stafford, sorry. Stafford should be in free agency in most of your fantasy leagues and keep him there. Um, as far as the Vikings go, I think you're starting the good guys. I know Thielen struggled a little bit against the Lions earlier in the year. He still caught a touchdown for you. Diggs missed that game, so maybe it opens it up and we can see a little success out of more of them. So Thielen can actually explode too. Darius Slay's going to play, and he's been he's been talking a little bit this week about you know players quitting because the uh, the media in Detroit has not been kind to the Matt Patricia era Lions. But you know he came out and said he he plays for the the name on the front and the name on his back, so he wasn't going to quit. But I just don't think they're going to be able to slow them down. Um, I'm starting Diggs. I'm starting Thielen. Starting Cook since we got we since the Lions got Snacks Harrison they've been able to stop the run, but Dalvin Cook can pick you apart multiple ways. I'm still playing him. I'm not playing Cousins for anyone that's watched a Kirk Cousins Minnesota Vikings game this year. They know why. Now it's you know it's not a big game, which is when he really craps himself. It's against the lowly Lions, which could be a game. I guess he has a pulse, but I just can't trust him especially not for your championship. And then Kyle Rudolph. Jerry, you're scaring me because I'm actually in a championship and I've got to play Kirk Cousins. It's a dynasty league. It's a, it's a, luckily it's a one QB league, but I have no other choice. It's Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill, baby. And I can't play Ryan Tannehill against Jackson. I'm I'm hoping a prayer. The good news for you is that it's against the Lions. And you know, like I said, it's not a big game. If it was a big game, sorry, Randy, you're losing that game because he's going to poop all over himself. But I just, he's still got to play against Slay. So he'll probably throw one stupid interception like he does. And then Kyle Rudolph, I mean, the tight end position is such a barren wasteland, and he's been mostly useless all year. But are there really other options that you're going to pick? I mean, once you get outside the top four or five guys, it's just close your eyes, throw a dart, and whichever dart sticks in the picture, that's the tight end you pick. I will so, say this, I mean, Kyle Rudolph has a history of destroying the Lions, though. There, I mean, there's yeah. that. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, he's 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 probably your best option, but are you going to feel good? Like, do you think he's going to be 
getting three touchdowns, two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to be a if dominant he, force in that offense. If he had a stat line of like three receptions for 21 yards and two touchdowns, it would zero zero percent surprised. Yeah, I I mean I agree, but I could also see three for 22 and zero touchdowns. This is true. Well, hey, let's listen. Uh, let's get over to uh, Hotlanta. They're going to Carolina, and we're going to throw this to G. <laughs> G G is a big Hotlanta Falcons fan, so uh, I was kind of hoping they were going to activate my boy Devonta Freeman. It looks like that's not going to be the case for the rest no. of 2018. So uh, break break this butte down. Before we move on, just, I was going to say about Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I, I, he might not even be there next year. Guarantee it. I, 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 he, he's gone. Maybe he's he's he has been a complete. I think his first game he get my probably gave you like maybe. 12, 15 fantasy points. After that, it's been an absolute disaster. Absolute disaster this year for him. I, especially with all the talk that was, you know, preseason about how, how well he'd go with Kirk Cousins. I, I broke this down on Tuesday's show because his rookie teammate tied in Tyler Conklin, who we talked about way back in the summer on your podcast, G, when we broke down tight ends with AJ, Tyler Conklin. Um, he's had about as much production over the last two, three weeks as Kyle Rudolph. And I did a little research, and the Vikings have the second-worst 2019 cap situation as we set. They've got about $8 million in cap room, and they can cut Kyle Rudolph. And if I remember correctly, they can save $7 million. He's got a zero dead cap hit, so they can cut him free and clear. And if you're looking for another young tight end stash to go on the back end of your dynasty roster, because this is the time of year where, you know, you're, you're looking to kick out those Frank Gores, those Greg Olsons, um, probably even Larry Fitzgerald types. And you want to put young upside guys on your roster. And this guy's a rookie. He can go on your taxi squad. Maybe you've got a, a Chris Herndon on your taxi squad or a Robert Foster. Maybe you can promote one of those guys to your active roster and then kick Tyler Conklin down to your taxi. But, uh, I, I waylaid the the Falcons and the the Panthers. Gee, break down this NFC South spectacular. Ooh, yeah, yep, that's it. Done. That's about it for the NFC South. Finished over. Um, yeah, look, the Falcons had a, a good win last week, but it was it was Arizona um, and and the Panthers. They look Cam just look terrible. Like we know about the shoulder and everything, but uh, yeah, he was. He was throwing like he was trying to throw with oh, – I'm trying to think. He wasn't throwing with his arm. He wasn't throwing with his shot. He was trying to throw with his – you meant to throw with your hip, but you you meant to use everything else as well. And it was he was he looked absolutely terrible, and thank God for that because that allowed me to beat uh, Johnny Sheps in our two legit leagues. So that was fantastic. Um, I haven't heard from Sheps. So if you're out there, Sheps, hello. Um, so on the Falcon side, mate, Matty Ice is still the number two quarterback floating around. A little bit stiff not to get a Pro Bowl selection, but he is playing in a in a city with a, a low supporter base, and he's the most exciting bloke in the world. But he get he, he just gets it done. He just gives you points every week. So uh, he's someone I'm rolling out with. Um, Tevin Coleman, mate, slashed and burned the, the, the Cards D last week. Had a, had another big run call back uh, touchdown run. Uh, I think it was on a, on a holding call. Uh, otherwise, you would have uh, added maybe another, I think it was maybe another 60-odd yards and another TD to that stat line that he gave you last week. But who's complaining about that? It was uh, 145 yards and one TD. So you're wrong with him. Edo Smith is gone for the rest of the season. Um, so it's all Coleman. Uh, tougher matchup this week, obviously, going against the likes of uh, Luke Keekley. And 
I don't know about you guys, but you watch the Panthers, and he just looks absolutely fantastic this year, Luke Keekley. Um I sort of overlooked him, thinking that maybe it wasn't going to be his year, but uh, he, he's coming on strong, and he's moving side to side like, mate, he, he's a rookie. Um, you're obviously going to start the man, the myth, is Julio, uh, without a doubt. Calvin Ridley, we spoke about on the Aussie guys pod. <laughs> he got a bit of a caning. And I can't blame him for that. 74 yards over the, and no TDs over the last three weeks. Uh, I, you can't start him in your playoff game. Mohamed Sanu's another one. <sighs> Sanu could pop up and, and give you, you know, one for 50, but you sort of, you sort of just praying for that. And, and Austin Hooper, mate, we, um, Jerry just spoke about the, the lack of tight ends this year, and, and, and it is it's just absolute barren wasteland. Um, the TEP policy probably applies to him with the uh, tight end um, pulse policy, but he's really wavered at the second half of this season. Uh, you're probably going to hope for about eight fantasy points in the PPR. That's about all you're going to get. On the Panther side, no Cam. So you got this. Is it Tyler Heineken? Is he, is he part of the Heineken Biff family? That'd be a good family to be a member he- of. Heineke. Heineke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just oh, Meineke, like the muffler? Humor. Oh. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so, no, obviously not starting anybody there. And for him starting, well, that that absolutely kills any of your receivers you're going to play, doesn't it? Like, maybe DJ Moore uh, as at a stretch, only because he's going to be in, his, in, in that sort of, that short passing zone that he, he, he'd be looking to hand uh, the ball off to. And the only guy you can start, honestly, is Christian McCaffrey. And he's... We spoke about a few snubs, didn't we, guys? And um, he's stiff to miss out on a Pro Bowl selection. But when you look at the guys that he's up against, you can you can understand why. If he was playing the AFC, he would have been straight in there probably. Um, but he's not. He's in the NFC. Um, and he, he's really the only threat. And he's the only guy I can see starting in this offense. And if they're going to run the ball all day, could be a good day for uh, welcome back to Deion Jones in his batty th- Third game back. You uh, you think Christian McCaffrey is going to see a hit with Cam out, or you think it's just going to be same old, same old? Um, well, the, the way that Cam's been throwing the ball lately, I don't, I don't think uh, Ty. How do you pronounce his last name? I just put Heineken down there, but it's a bit. No, of a we're joke. going with Heineken. Heineke? No, it's Heineken. Heineken. It's Heineken. Um, look, I'm, I'm sure he can hand the ball off, and oh, look, I have to give it to Christian McCaffrey. I. I wasn't a massive fan if he's coming out. I, I appreciate the the level of competitor that he is, but I never thought he was a sort of you know down down the gut sort of runner. Um, but mate, he he is just one hundred percent everything he could ever ask for in a running back. Um, so I have to uh, take a few slaps on the ass for for that. But um, yeah, I, me too, man. Yeah. I, I was the same way with him. Uh, make, make make it a three peat because I I, did, I didn't think he would ever be able to handle that volume of workload at his physical stature. But well, I'll say one thing for the Atlanta Falcons. Look for Steve Sarkeesian to, th- to, to call the game of his lifetime. There's been rumors and rumblings that he may be uh, let go in the offseason. So look for him to continue to try to put Matty Ice, Julio Jones in this offense. And I'm playing Tevin Coleman because there's no one else there for touches. And no. vo- volume is king in, in, in fantasy. But uh, I'm going to go to another game, uh, the Eagles hosting the Houston Texans. Lots of playoff implications here. Obviously, Houston's trying to lock up that division, the AFC South. 
But I tell you what, I think the Eagles have found their mojo. And by mojo, I mean Nick Foles. Uh, I'm starting Nick Foles. The Texans are fourth best versus the run, but 26th best versus the pass. And uh, same with Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Eagles are 11th best versus the run, but they're 31st best versus the pass. So I'm starting both quarterbacks. But then, like, their weapons, outside of Alshon, and I know Ertz had a bad game, whatever. Ertz had plenty of good games last year with Foles as the quarterback. I'm not going to let one game against the Rams poo-poo. And besides, like we've been talking about tight ends all day, who, who are you going to start in place of Zach Ertz? That's right, nobody. So uh, I'm playing Allison, I'm playing Alshon, I'm playing Ertz, and I'm playing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but I just mentioned how good both of these teams are against the run. So between Lamar Miller being banged up with the ankle, Alfred Blue being Alfred Blue, and uh, Adams and Smallwood being in a, in a timeshare with, with a little bit of Darren Sproles sprinkled in, no thanks. I'm, I'm not playing any of those guys. And uh, I'm obviously fading all the Houston tight ends. They've got like two or three that they cycle out there. Uh, very Baltimore Ravens-esque. So uh, feel good with Watson and Foles, Alshon, Ertz, and Hop, And I'm, uh, I'm fading the rest. This is a 46-point over and under. And Philly is a two-point home favorite. So I'll let you read into that what you will. I've got that score using the Vegas numbers as Philadelphia 24 to Houston 21 which would work out great for me as a Colts fan because that would allow the Colts to get just a little bit closer to winning that division. And uh, I've got back-to-back games and the way the show document works. Uh, funny how that works because I write the show document. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the New York Giants are coming to get that same ass-whipping the Dallas Cowboys got last week here in Indianapolis where the Colts are a nine-point favorite. Still a 47-point uh, over and under. And that would project the Colts to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a 28-21 point uh, victor. Uh, Obviously, I'm starting luck on the Aussie Guys show. I called Marlon Mack my flex of the week. Uh, If you want to know why, download the Aussie Guys podcast. They're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, all those things. Check those guys out. I love those Australian guys. Um, TY, obviously, and Eric Ebron, even though he burned you last week. Look, he's, he's a tight end. And he's, just like any tight end, he's as likely to give you a zero as he is to give you 30 points. So still rolling Eric Ebron. That and the Giants are really bad against tight ends. On the Giants side, you're rolling Barkley. If Odell Beckham Jr. goes, you got to play him. But you do not have to love him. Who I love is Evan Ingram. I was at the game last week, and I just watched the, uh, the Cowboys use their tight ends very effectively. And Evan Ingram has been playing a lot better over the last couple of weeks. So feel very confident that you can roll Evan Ingram. And on the sit side, I'm sitting Eli, I'm sitting Sterling Shepard, and I'm sitting all non-TY Colts receivers. Um, over the, since, since week seven, the Colts are the number one scoring defense in the NFL. That's, that's crazy to me. They're top, they're top 15 both versus both the run and the pass. So this is not the Colts of even last year, where it was an auto-start matchup. Obviously, you're playing Barkley, but just something to keep in mind, especially with Odell Beckham. They've kept uh, kept a lot of good wide receivers over the last few weeks in check, but you always roll an Odell Beckham. So those are my two games going back-to-back, and I'm going back to Jerry, who's got this beauty of a game. He's got the Buffalo Bills going to New England, where New England is a 13.5-point favorite on a 44.5-point over and under. Jerry, tell us about this jewel. All right. Here's the thing with the Bills. 
I don't want anything to do with any of their beat up running backs. I don't want to Keith Ford. No shady McCoy. No, I don't want to have anything to do with Isaiah McKenzie or Zay Jones. The only guy I really want to talk about is Josh Allen. If, if you are desperate, you've been streaming your quarterbacks all year. You got to your championship. I think he is a perfectly good option to put in. That rushing gives you a good enough floor. Um, in Superflex, he's a must-start, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I feel like he's a must-start. As far as the Patriots go, Julian Edelman, this dude's been getting double digits PPR every game. I, I think one game he didn't get double digits. So he's in there like swimwear. As far as everybody else, I'm starting Gronk because, you know, tight end pulse, man. I mean, it's real. As far as Chris Hogan, I've been seeing so much Chris Hogan stuff. I'm not buying it. Listen, I know we lost Josh Gordon with his suspension or, you know, whatever he's got going on in his life. So he's out. But everyone wants to talk about Chris Hogan. I just I don't think he's just going to come in and be a star. You're definitely not playing him in your championship anyway. Don't do that to yourself. G on the Aussie guys was talking about James White, and I like it. I like it. He's he's one of my plays. And then I believe it was Kyle from the fellas on that same show that said he didn't like Sony Michelle. And I'm with him on that. I mean, if you're desperate, then I mean he's he's been getting you know 14 carries or so a game, so his floor is not terrible. But it's you know it's gonna be cold. You're playing against the Bills' defense. It's been pretty good. I just, I don't love Sony Michelle, but I do think that James White can be a sneaky guy to just catch a few passes and take one to the corner of the end zone and hit that pylon. But it's not a ton, not a ton of guys on either side in this game. I love Julian Edelman, and you're throwing in Gronk. As far as Brady, how am I going to forget the GOAT? That's scary, too. Honestly, I would probably play Josh Allen over Tom Brady. I don't know if I'm going to be smited by saying such a thing, but I just, he's been struggling, and now he's a pro bowler, which is hogwash, if we're going to be honest. But I just, I don't love the matchup. It just doesn't, he sort of struggles down the stretch, and once it starts getting cold because they try to just control the game. So I I don't really see a huge game. If you have a better option, I am probably sitting Tom Brady. I, I think you should definitely start uh, sit Tom Brady. He's not been good, and Buffalo is the number one defense against the quarterback. And they're just going to run, 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 run. Bill Belichick's not trying to impress anybody. So I agree, and agree rhymes with G, and G's going to tell us about <laughs> the Green Bay Packers going to New York if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And the uh, the Jets are actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite. What? Uh, on a 47-point over and under. G, tell us about these Packers and Jets. Oof. Well, um, the, the big question is whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Um, look, he says he wants to, and he said all the right things. But if, if you look at it from the point of view, like if you watched the game last week when he, he did the groin, and I've heard people t- obviously didn't watch the game. They said, oh, we heard he tweaked it. Well, if you're actually watching the game, you saw him get tackled. You saw him go down, and after that, he was he was a different quarterback. And there was a couple of times he took off and had to run out of the pocket, uh, but looked really proppy. The way he was throwing the ball was um, – a bit like when he had the knee problem, he'd, he'd take half a step back and just and just launch it. Wouldn't use any of his lower body. Um, really prop in the second half. So, 
Look, from, from the Green Bay point of view, do, do you do you go and risk someone that you've just invested so much and paid him so much more new money uh, to what? To, to, to totally tear a groin? Uh, I don't know how bad it is. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. So just keep an eye on whether or not he's going to play. But if he plays, well, geez, mate, he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, he ha- hasn't been his greatest season. Um, but he's still going to give you probably more points than than half of the quarterbacks that are floating around this weekend. Um, Jamal Williams, uh, just keep an eye on his limited practice on on Wednesday. He has a toe injury that he picked up. Uh, I think he, they've sort of been monitoring it and uh, keeping it under control. So just keep an eye on that. Um, I don't know who else. I, mate, do they have another? I looked on the depth chart and I couldn't find another running back. Have they, have they picked somebody up? Have they brought somebody up from the practice squad? Yeah, they signed Capri Bibbs. Ah, Capri Bibbs. He, he'd been with San Francisco right. earlier in the season and then Washington most recently, and now yep. he's in Green yep. Bay. So, yeah, the Aaron Jones thing sucked. Yeah, the Aaron did, Jones did thing sucked. <laughs> it took him all that time to get him on the field, and once he got going, and then all of a sudden he gets injured. But he's, geez, isn't that the way of, of running back sometimes? Um, so, look, Jamal Williams, you're going to start him, obviously, only only from the pure fact that the workload that he's going to get. Um, but the Jets are number one in the last four weeks against running backs, only giving up 12.65 fantasy points a game. I, I, mate, you'd be happy with that, actually, wouldn't you? Um, on the receiving side, you're starting Devontae Adams, um, Randall Cobbs in the concussion protocol, I, I, and he has done pretty much nothing since that that blow-up game he had the first game of the season. Uh, and then the other question is, are they going to start looking a bit more at, at uh, Equinemius, St. Brown, Vandal Scantling? And what about Jake Kumaro? Now, the long-haired white boy, um, and I must admit, a couple of times last week when they got into the red zone, if you watch, the, if you watch uh, Aaron Rodgers, he looks Jake Kumaro's way at, at least two or three occasions. So, um, obviously, uh, Jake's just not getting any separation. But he's, at least he's looking his way and it's the first look that he's making. So, just keep an eye on that. And that's basically more for maybe Dynasty. Um, obviously, you're not going to start him in your, in your championship game. Um, and Ben Graham, eh, here again, that's the Tet policy. He's got a pulse. Um, I have Ben Graham, the Joku, and Cameron Bray all on one team um, because I'm a bit of a tight end hog and I didn't want to share with anybody else. Um, and Ben Graham is the third on that list that I'd be starting this week. Uh, on the Jets side, geez, Sam Darnold had a great week last week, 21.62 fantasy points, but mate, do, do you trust the rolling out this week? Um, uh, it's, it's been his highest scoring game for the year. Um, I, I don't think you can risk it, but um, I did hear... Uh, a smooth-talking gentleman uh, today, actually, I was listening to his uh, pod. I think it's called the Dynasty War Zone. This guy, he did it by himself. It was an amazing effort. And he spoke about picking up, going, finding out about Sam Darnold from maybe a disgruntled owner in Dynasty and buy low. Do you know who I'm talking about, Memphis? I do. And uh, yes. I, I mentioned on that show that, yes, I think Baker will be the better quarterback of that rookie class from an NFL standpoint. Because I said this on a different podcast, because that's all I do is podcast and, and work. <laughs> but um, just, just I want you to think about this, and, and we'll, we'll wrap this one up. But I want you to think about it from, from this standpoint. Outside of Big Ben, and even Big Ben's had his sketchy moments. Over the last decade, name the AFC North quarterback that's had 
consistent fantasy production. Flacco's had a good season here or there. So has the Red Rocket. That's a dog penis, Andy Dalton. Um, they've had a good season here or there. But, but no one in the AFC, I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's because it's so black and blue of a tough division. I have no idea. But I know that uh, uh, there's a lot more fantasy goodness with young Sam Darnold. Uh, he's only got Robbie Anderson right now, but this is a team with a lot of cap room. And I think they're going to invest in the skill positions for this young man. I do like Chris Herndon as well. But, yes, G, I am a big, yeah. big proponent of, of Sam Darnold because all the hype's on Baker and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen right now. You might be able to sneak in the back door and walk away with a – who could end up being the best – consistent rookie quarterback at this class from a dynasty, from a fantasy standpoint. So, yeah, I did ramble on a bit about Sam Darnold, but, you know, he's 21 years old. You might have a player for 12, 15 years. Exactly. So we'll just finish off on the Jets. So, look, uh, Elijah McGuire um, had, had, you know, really good fantasy production in the last two weeks. Uh, and the Packers are allowing 4.6 yards of carry. So started Elijah McGuire. I would be if I owned him. I don't, unfortunately. Um, Robbie Anderson's about the only guy he can start uh, on the on the re- uh, from wide receivers' point of view. But uh, he's got a tough matchup this week against G.E. Alexander, who's got just as much speed as he does. But um, Donald has shown trust in Robbie Anderson. And, um, look, Robbie Anderson's going to have to live up to his part of the bargain he has in the last two weeks with 76-1 and one TD and 96-1 and one last week. And uh, Green Bay has been burnt by speed this year so far. And the other guy, as you spoke about, which is someone I have on a few rosters too, uh, Memphis, is Chris Herndon. Um, lack of TDs. Does it apply so much for this week? Uh, I, d- I don't know. He hasn't scored a touchdown for a, at least a half a dozen uh, weeks, and he really needs that at the moment. But... He's a guy to go and have a look at in Dynasty. Um, maybe his name hasn't really caught on with someone that's just sort of picked him up as a as a rookie. Uh, and the Green Bay Packers are giving up uh, 127 yards and one TD in the last two weeks. So it's half a chance. All right. Well, I'm going to go to uh, Cleveland. We just talked about Baker for a minute, and it's an AFC North battle. The Bengals are going to Cleveland. Cleveland, nine-point favorite, 45.5 point over and under. These teams met a couple of weeks back in week 12. Cleveland put it on them, 35-20. to 20. Baker had his best game as a pro with uh, four passing touchdowns. So my starts of the week are starts of the this game. It's easy. You're playing Baker. Nick Chubb, who I absolutely love, he uh, came on late, but he is absolutely killing it. And... I wish we could get more of him. I cannot get him cheap anywhere. I've been trying. But I'm, I'm even going to roll Jarvis as like a wide receiver two flex option. And Joku, I think he had his best game of the season. I know he had, like I think it was five for 63 and a touchdown the first time they played. Antonio Callaway had a touchdown. Another guy that I'm attempting to buy. I don't think Cleveland's going to add a lot to their wide receiver core in the offseason. They've already got a truckload of money invested in Jarvis Landry. And even though Callaway's a rookie, Got a little bit of that knuckleheadedness to him. Uh, he's someone that if you could get cheap at 21 years old, who's shown some flashes, could be good. Uh, on the on the uh, Cincinnati side, I'm playing Mixon. That's kind of a duh. I don't care. He had 84 and a touchdown the last time these two played. Chipped in a little bit in the passing game because that's what he does. Uh, I mean, tight end with a pulse. You can play Azama. Someone's got to catch the ball with no Tyler Boyd, no A.J. Green. Uh 
I guess if you're looking for a hero home run play in a DFS tournament or something, you could try John Ross. He did have a three for 31 and a touchdown the last time these two met. So uh, what the hell? The sits, uh, I'm sitting Driscoll. Uh, I'm sitting all Cincinnati wide receivers. Little known fact, Cleveland is one of the toughest teams in the league against the pass. They've only given up 12 passing touchdowns all year. So for me, that makes it real easy. Uh, Baker, Chubb, Landry, and Joku and Callaway. Almost virtually everybody on the Cleveland side because I think everyone's going to get a taste. And then uh, just Mixon and Uzama on the Cincinnati side. And you can fade the rest. And I'm going back to G, who's got another lovely game for us to uh, to break down. And that's Jacksonville at the Dolphins. Dolphins a four-point favorite. Uh, one of the worst over-and-unders of the week. Second worst only to that stinker in Washington. But it's a... Uh, the 38-and-a-half-point over-and-under. So, G, tell us uh, about these Jags and Fins. Man, you give me all the good ones, aren't you, Memphis? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I do believe you sent me a you sent me a list of teams, the games did. you wanted. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, no, why would you want this? All, <laughs> I was taking all the crap because I'm just coming on your show. I didn't want to take all the good stuff from you two good blokes. But, um, yeah, man, it's just amazing to look at the Jags and the four wins. You know, last year they had ten wins and two playoff wins. It's just it's been an absolute disaster and uh could see a lot of changes there and um on the dolphin side whew, they're still in the hunt isn't that amazing unbelievable seven and seven the colts are eight eight and six and the titans are eight and six and dolphins seven and seven it's unbelievable they're still in the hunt but um who am i starting mm, looking down looking okay let's go into the jags um it's pretty much like that with the dolphins you can't start yeah. Tannehill. Um, just he's he's got shoulder, he's got ankle injuries now. Um, it's just no, no way. I can't I can't go there. Um, Kenyon Drake. Whew. Last week you, you see um, um, uh, Ballas come out. Uh, he's got speed. They give him opportunity. He gets the job done. They're probably going to do the same this week. See what they've really got in him. Um, but are you going to start Kalen Balaz? You might have to because, as we said, there's a lot of IRs on um, running backs and you might be really desperate for someone. And at least you know he's going to get the ball. So that's a start. Um, as a wide receivers, I, I'm not starting any of them. I can't start Kenny Still. sorry. Um, he had one good week and put him back in the box. Uh, Amendola, uh, he's, sort of in, he's sort of in that sort of zone um, where he can be get seen, but I, I can't start any of them. On the Jag side, Cody Kessler, no. Leonard Fournette's a bit of a weird one. Like, you watch him last week, and he's running semi-hard, I suppose. Um, for someone who came in the league, as he did, and wanted to run through everybody, that's quickly changed. But um, he, the second half, he saw, I think he saw him about once, um, and maybe they're assessing David Williams. So... Um, Leonard, Leonard Fournette is going to be a really risky start for a lot of people, I think, this week in Championship Week. As far as wide receivers go, mate, the only one you can really start is D.D. Westbrook, and hopefully you have return yards uh, as as part of your scoring system because uh, that's about the only offense that they had last week. Uh, Keelan Cole, can't start him. He's been a real disappointment after all the hype that was going in him for the start of the season. Dante Moncrief had a look in the... Uh, in the end zone, but uh, couldn't get the ball to him from Cody Kessler. Um, and it's a bit of a shame. I, I, it's got nothing to do with this week's games, but it would have been good to see someone like DJ Chark, but he's got a quad injury. Um, just to have a look at guys like that. And someone like Corey Grant, who's on IR 
that would have been another good guy just to see at this time of the year to have have a look at these guys as far as dynasty goes. But that pretty much wraps up the game. So you're pretty much starting. Um, yep, about that. You're starting Leonard Fournette with a hope and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty here, much. Here, here, here's and hopefully, Blas can do what he did last week. Oh, uh, Kalen Balage. He was a preseason favorite of mine. Uh, Jerry, we're going to the 4 o'clock games. we got five to go. Uh, Jerry, tell us about the Bears and the Niners at San Francisco. San Francisco getting four points at home. 43 and a half point over and under. Jerry, break it down. So, I mean, the 49ers are easy. You're starting George Kittle because for all the reasons we've talked about for tight ends. And George Kittle happens to have a manhood that may or may not touch his knee because every week <laughs> you start to think he's not going to do good he blows up and then dante pettis goodness gracious welcome to the nfl young by the man. way the man on this podcast with us g is the one who clued me into dante pettis i literally have him literally in every league that i'm in the dude just creates separation at the line of scrimmage like no rookie in this class and it, you're seeing it played out week after week. I mean, double-digit fantasy points, everything of the last month, four touchdowns over the last month. Yeah, I'm putting him in. As far as the rest of the 49ers, Mullins, sorry, you're going against the Bears. You've been okay. He's been all right. Not playing him against the Bears in my championship. Brita, Jeff Wilson, sorry, not against the Bears. Plus, Brita's banged up. I don't trust that for one second. As far as the Bears go, they're weird. So, Tariq Cohen, you're playing. Tariq Cohen's been consistent all year. You know, the, the 49ers defense is definitely not all that in a bag of chips. So, he should be able to put up a little bit of work. Jordan Howard, I was pretty high on Jordan Howard coming into the year. And he's, you know, he struggled for bits. Turns out you he's were just okay. high. Yeah, yeah, or that. And they did just legalize it in Michigan, but aside from the point, he's he's one of those floor flex plays. You know, if you have guys that can explode, you have Christian McCaffrey or you have DeAndre Hopkins or someone like that that can just blow up a game. If you can throw him in, get his 15 carries for 64 yards, maybe he falls into the end zone, that's nice. I, I can't. I can't be mad at you for starting him. As far as the wide receivers, Allen Robinson is, he's in the contest for most disappointing fantasy player of 2018. I really had high hopes for him coming in with Mitch, and that's just not played out. Uh, Anthony Miller, you keep getting signs. You keep getting little flashes that he's going to be a good player. It's just not consistent. And we're talking championship week. And in championship week, you do not want to be a, you know, risking, risking everything. Mitch, uh, he's another one of those things. If if you have a better option, I'm definitely doing it. If he's a streaming option, I won't say he's not against the 49ers defense. I just think there's better options. So if if you're a Bears fan or you you really just have a good matchup, maybe you have someone like Philip Rivers. We talked about Philip Rivers. You know, he's got a tough matchup. I mean, I'm still starting Phillip Rivers over him, but maybe you like, you're a matchup type of player. Then I could see going Trubisky. I could also see going the other way. So I'm starting Cohen. I'm probably starting Jordan Howard. 
And then for the 49ers, Kittle and Dante Pettis in all his glory. I love me. I love me some. I love me some Dante Pettis. All right, G. We're gonna we're gonna stay we're gonna stay on the, the we're gonna stay on the uh, the West Coast, and uh, the L.A. Rams uh, are gonna hobble themselves in off a two game losing streak to uh, Arizona, but they're a fourteen point favorite, and it's a forty a forty four and a half point over and under, which means Vegas expects the Rams to beat the hell out of the Cardinals. Uh, is this a get right game for all your fantasy players? Uh, or what What are you doing here with these two teams, G? Oh, look, you'd you really hope so for the Rams, wouldn't you? And especially for Jared Goff. Like, he, going into the last three weeks, he was a lay-down Mazzeer to play him in, in your play, in your championship week. The way that offense was hiking along, he's he was giving you 20s, low 20s, mid-20s, 30s in there. Then the last three weeks, the wheels are just seriously falling off and the cracks are starting beginning to show. And maybe it's just sort of... Uh, he's, he's sort of doubting himself a little bit. Um, but whew, can you play him this week? Uh, you, you'd like to think so. Um, I've played him the last two weeks in another league, uh, and I'm actually going to play Philip Rivers over him this week, um, even though he's got a really good matchup this week against the Cardinals. Um, as far as running backs go, Todd Gurley. Well, here's another question. He hasn't practised. He said... His words, I think I'll be fine. I think I'll be fine. Um, doesn't you know, instill you with a lot of confidence, really, does it? Um, so the, the next question is, okay, so he does play. So how much do they does he play? How much do they play him? Um, does he go out at halftime? Do they get a lead and say, okay, that's it. Um, take your shoes off, put your feet up, and just watch this, the second half. Um, and then that leads into John Kelly. Um I find that I might start John Kelly in a league because I'm hoping for the second half points and I'm really hoping that maybe they don't give Todd Gurley all that much. Um, so that's going to be real, a uh, real ponder for a lot of people because a lot of people have ridden Todd Gurley on the sensational year that he's had into, into the championship game. Um, and at the moment, I can't give you any more clarity than anybody else, obviously. Uh, you, from what I've – I had a friend over there recently, and he said the, the amount of NFL stuff that you guys get is just incredible um, because you, you get to hear it and uh, see it all the time. We, I have to read about it. Um, as far as wide receivers go, someone that Bill Belichick might like to have back, and that's Braden Cooks. Um, I think moving him on is, might be a bit of a disaster in um, – uh, up there in uh, Boston, but uh, someone you can roll out each week this week is definitely Woods. Uh, even with Jared Goff having uh, a bad three weeks, Woods has been a, a, a start every week and he's, he's given you fantasy points and he's probably helped you uh, get across the line a couple of times. So Cooks, Re uh, Josh Reynolds, <sighs> mate, Flex Flyer um, at best this week. Uh, as far as tight ends go, Gerald Everett's probably the best out of the two, uh, out of him and Higby. But uh, as again, he's, he's he's got a pulse. But I'm I'm sure, hopefully, geez, I hope people got better options this week. As far as the cards go, I'm sorry, I can, um, David Johnson pretty much sums up the whole starting offense for for the cards this week. Rosen Fitz, sorry Fitz, uh, can't start you. Sherfield, someone have a look at Dynasty, maybe stash away. Just keep an eye on this guy, undrafted. Oh, was he undrafted? I think he was undrafted, or maybe a, maybe a sixth or seventh round guy. 
Um, someone just to just put away in Donnerty if you've got a spare spot. Uh, Chase Edmonds, sorry I can't start. And Ricky Seals-Jones, 340 yards and one TD for the whole season. has been a complete disappointment when uh, he was talked up so much. That's about it, mate, for that game. Thank goodness. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get my uh, uh, my David Johnson on. He's my uh, – He's my That's favorite. Yeah, I own him everywhere, man. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I said it before on Twitter. I said it the night of the Bears game that he hadn't looked the same without his boy Cooper Cup. But you have to check out that rant on the Aussie Guys podcast. That'll drop sometime this weekend as well. Um, I've got the next game, and it might be the game of the week. Again, I write the show document. You see how this works. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh going to New Orleans. Pitts, uh, New Orleans is a six-point favorite, 53 point over under that's the second highest over and under of the week and it's uh well, what you expect according to vegas that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 28 24 in favor of new orleans so you're looking at seven touchdowns in this game that's a that's a good thing if, if you're into fantasy football which we all are uh starts obviously i'm playing big ben uh, he's a top three quarterback right now even when there's there's not been home road ben uh, we know that the Dome is a tough place to play overall, but you can put up fantasy points there, so Ben will be cool. Uh, Jalen Samuels, I love him in this spot. Again, I expect it to be a shootout. So does Vegas. A lot of check down points. And Jalen Samuels could win you leagues if Juju ends up missing the game. He tweaked a groin Thursday in practice. Now I expect him to go, but I expect him to be limited. Give me all the Antonio Brown. Uh, and if... Juju can't go for some reason, and you're looking for a Hail Mary, and, and a lot of us are. James Washington saw some nice things out of him last week against the New England Patriots. And uh, if Juju can't go, well, he's a what-the-hell play. He's a, he's a tournament play in daily. And then Vance McDonald, uh, he meets the criteria. He's a tight end. He has a pulse. So what the hell? Uh, he's had some moments here, and I believe he's a top 11 tight end on the season, as crazy as that, as that is to sound, to say. Uh, on the New Orleans side, it's pretty simple. Drew Brees, I know he he hurt you last week. He hurt me. He could have gotten me 23 points and got me to a fifth championship game, but you know what? They can't all be beauties. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Pro Bowl snub himself, but again, he's in the NFC. Kind of hard with the, with the selections they made of Barkley, Zeke, and Gurley. But uh, Alvin Kamara is obviously a play in all formats. Mike Thomas, not exactly been lighting it up lately. Mm. But I I think this could be a game where he is heavily involved. And it's going to be hard to. And I've got a matchup where I'm going to have to play, maybe two matchups where I have to play with the ship on the line. But Mark Ingram, you know, I look back to what Sonny Michelle did last week against this Pittsburgh defense. And call me crazy, Jerry, but I just, I see Ingram playing that Sonny Michelle role. And I see Sony playing that. I mean, not that he couldn't have a good game and rumble into the end zone for, for a touchdown, but I don't love it. And then uh, Big Ben Watson, yeah. I mean, he is a tight end, and he does have a pulse. But uh, I, I would try to look at some other places. And then Traquan Smith, could he have 30 points? Absolutely. Could he give you a goose egg? Yes, because he's done that a couple of times as well. So um, you're just rolling out the standards. And the over and under is high enough that I can justify playing Mark Ingram. But if you got a deep enough roster, and you may because it's championship week and good rosters get to the championship, uh, if you can get away from him, I can. But I'm going to let G break down the other marquee game of the weekend. 
And then Jerry's going to bring us home with a not-so-marquee game of the weekend. Uh, sorry, Jerry, i got to start letting you write the show sheet. Jerry, um, we're going to let G tell us about the Kansas City Chiefs going to a very tough place to play on Sunday mm. Night Football where the Seattle Seahawks are getting two and a half points at home, 54 and a half point over and under. That puts this right around a 28-27 point game. G, break this beauty down. Well, mate, we'll go from the the Chiefs' point of view straight away, and you roll that Mayhem Mahomes. Uh, look, he's the number one QB, 371 fantasy points. The second guy is Matt Ryan with 306. So there's a huge gap. Uh, and look, we're getting a little bit um, spoiled, aren't we, this year with with Paddy? Like, if he doesn't if he doesn't throw for four, we all want to know why. Um, he, look, and he's proved in big games this year. Um, that he can still get it done uh, with all the pressure on him. Unfortunately, they haven't turned into wins for the Chiefs, but we're not here for for actual wins. We're here for fantasy points, and, and he keeps giving to you, even in tough games, uh, and it will be a tough game with the uh, the 13th man there. Um, no, 13th man? 12th man. 12th man. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Australian, uh, Australian stuff um, with the 12th man. Um, as far as... Um, the running backs go. Damien Williams, man, geez, last week he looked a couple of, like he was shot out of a cannon. Like he got to the edge and he screamed down the sideline. He looks way better than he's ever looked in his career. Um, so, look, I'm going to roll him out. Tyreek Hill, quite weak last week and he would have hurt a lot of people. I, I, he hurt me in a couple of leagues, unfortunately. Um, but, look, he still had a red zone target. I think one of the balls actually hit him in the head. Um, he's good, but he ain't that good. Um, and obviously, Kelsey. Uh, not even, we're not even going to worry about the pulsing because Kelsey's an absolute champion. Uh, so you're going to roll all those guys out in your in your championship week. As far as the Seahawks go, mate, we're going to rely on uh, Russell Wilson. Um, he's only had one plus fan, twenty point fantasy game at home this season, um, which is a, a little bit of a concern. But he's He's, he's one of the highest scoring for TDs. Um, his yards aren't that great, but he's, mate, he's, he's throwing up TDs, so you're going to roll him out at home. It's going to be a high-scoring game, like you said, Memphis. Uh, Chris Carson, mate, if you could tell me, I, I'll ask you guys, is there a harder running back, harder running running back <laughs> in the NFL at the moment? Because this dude seriously runs – and he keeps running until he's on the ground. I reckon he's still kicking then. He runs like he's running for his job, which we know that he kind of is because they drafted Rashad Penny to be the running back there. But it feels like every run that that, that dude makes is an audition for what might be his next job in the NFL. So I agree, and I, I like that in a player. Yeah, yeah, he's he fights for everything. It's it, I mean, I don't want to get too cliche say Marshawn Lynch asked because he's a Seahawk, but that's what it is. It's like every time he gets hit, he's pushing for three yards. It's so fun to watch. No, he's great. And look, he, he's he's already at a thousand all purpose yards. He's gonna hit a thousand rushing yards probably in this game. He's got nine hundred and thirty and I think he can he can easily run for a hundred against his this chief defense has been mate, it's been porous everywhere this this season. Um Tyler Lockett 800 yards, nine TDs, just roll him out, mate. He always finds a way to get behind the defense every week. Um, I have a good friend here, Chris, and he's had him on his team, and each week he asks me the same question, do I start Tyler Lockett? And I say, yes, you start Tyler Lockett, and he doesn't, and he rings me next week and asks me the same question. 
but you, you just got to roll him out. And he, mate, he could easily crack 100 in a TD in this game. Um, Doug Baldwin, mate, a, late, a lazy four catch of 77 yards, two TDs versus the 49ers. Um, he's got he's back with Russell Wilson. They've got the connection going again. Uh, easily starting this week against against the Chiefs' uh, pass defense. Um, Rashad Penny, I don't know if he's still struggling with the knee injury. I don't know if he's going to go this week. Um, if you've heard, guys, he's, he's um, trending toward he's out. out. Yeah, he's trending he's toward out. out yeah. Okay, cool. So look, this is going to be an air raid game. Uh, both of these QBs have have combined for seventy six touchdowns on the year, which is incredible. Um, Mayhem has forty five, and Russell Wilson has thirty one of those. Uh, it's it's a big game. If if the Chiefs win, uh, the Chargers lose. The Chiefs clinch the number one seed and home field advantage, so they have a fair bit to play for, or they have a hell of a lot to play for uh, in one of the toughest, you know, stadiums to play in. It's it's a tough matchup, and it's not one that the Chiefs have to go in there and win. So, but then again. Seattle's kind of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They go into mm-hmm. Seattle in a game they should have won. Excuse me, they go, they go into San Francisco last week in a game that they should have won probably handily, and they get you know beat by Nick Mullins. So uh, think back to that with that the Bears traveling across country to uh, Green not Green Bay, um, San Francisco. That's a tough matchup. So Jerry, let's bring Week Six team home Championship Week. It, it, it is a divisional matchup, and it is a classic rivalry, but I think it's going to be a classic, as Jerry likes to use the term, poop sandwich. Jerry, tell us about the poop sandwich. It is the Denver Broncos going to the Oakland Raiders. Raiders getting three points at home, 43 point over and under. Uh, Jerry, break it down. Let's start with the worst side. Uh, I'm not going to surprise you when I say the worst side is the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Jared Cook. And done. And if you want to gamble... Uh, uh, I believe it was one of the fellows. I don't remember if it was Kyle or Seth on the Aussie guys pod. We talked about Jordy Nelson too. And I like that. If you're, you know, you got injuries, you got IRs. It's a long year. And this year has been especially evil to us fantasy owners. So you could be looking for anything you can get your hands on. Jordy Nelson's been doing good. I mean, PPR wise, he's been getting double digits the last three weeks. He hasn't gotten in the end zone and he's still doing that for you. I mean, if he can get in the end zone against Denver, they've got a good secondary, but someone's got to score. I don't think they're going to get shut out. And if it's him and you can get 17 or 18 points out of someone that you're just throwing a Hail Mary to, oh, that would just go a long way in winning you a championship. Hey, Jerry, Jerry, just real quick, you're talking about Jordy. Over Mm. Over the last three games, he's averaged nine targets a game. And he's converting about seven of those. So he's averaging seven for eh, about 60 yards, which is PPR gold. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you're looking for somebody, and we've seen Jordy Nelson be good in this league. So it's not like this is flash of the pan. Now, let's switch to the Broncos. Maybe this guy's a flash in the pan, but I'm going to go another desperation flex play. It's not Deshaun Hamilton. Everybody wants to talk about Deshaun Hamilton. I'm talking about Tim Patrick, undrafted guy out of Utah, big body, 6'4". He's the one that's been productive with Emmanuel Sanders out, not Deshaun Hamilton, not Cortland Sutton, who they drafted in the second round. So he he's a guy that's been getting, you know, seven catches a game. 
he's been getting you 70, 80 yards. I mean, if he, he's one of those guys going against the Oakland Raiders secondary that he could have a big game. And if he falls into the end zone, same sort of situation as Jordy. It'll go a long way in getting you a title if your studs also have good games. As far as starting for the Broncos, though, Philip Lindsay, if you made it to the championship after Philip Lindsay broke your heart and tore your spirit down and ripped the soul from your body like he did to me last week in a few leagues, but you're still fighting unlike I am, you're throwing him out there and you're going to be happy about it. He's been good. He's going against Oakland Raiders, dreadful defense. He's going to turn it around. I don't know. You can't hate the man for that long. He had one bad game. Case Keenum, you got to be pretty darn desperate, but I'm not doing it. And like I already talked about the other wide receivers, Sutton and Hamilton. No, thank you. I just, they're hype. And that's all. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Dude, what are you doing to them. me, Jerry? Sorry, buddy. What are you I mean, doing, dude? You're that, just that Sean Hamilton, everyone. He's the dude. Trust everyone, me. Yeah, yeah. As a talent, but as fantasy points is what wins, my friend. Not videos. So he can look good and he can be good all he wants. But if he doesn't score you fantasy points, you're going to be moping around with your championship loss on your mind while your buddy texts you memes reminding you how you lost. Look, no, he's he's definitely look. If he if he got dynasty, go and pick him up. Oh if yeah, go and grab, go and pick him up, mate. Like I, I had uh, my, he was in my top three. There was Dante Pettis and Deshaun Hamilton. Everybody's talking about DJ Moore. If you had to go and watch college tape, um, Hamilton can do everything that DJ Moore can do and a little bit more. I think he's more of a go up and get the ball sort of receiver as well, which we haven't seen that yet. But uh, yeah, if you got a little spot, just go and maybe someone has him and doesn't, you know. And hopefully they're not noticing that he's getting a few catches now. Just go and put in a bit of an offer. But you might have to pay a bit more than where you would have got him if you had drafted him in the rookie draft. Well, count, count me in on that uh, Deshaun Hamilton love. I'm, I'm a, a bit of a fan too. Remember, these guys are rookies. And mm-hmm. they're going to have good games. They're going to have bad games. I think Cortland Sutton is someone that based off his trend over the last four weeks. But, you know, he's been playing with a, with a coward, in my opinion, in Case Keenum. And – Cortland Sutton is not a I work around four yards within the line of scrimmage type wide receiver. No. And he needs a real – and I saw a mock draft the other day. And regardless of what you think about him, he, he's got a big arm. And they, I saw a mock draft having Drew Locke of Missouri going to Denver. And I just thought, there you go. There's a guy who's going to put it up to Cortland Sutton. So hopefully, if you're a Cortland Sutton believer like I am – uh, they'll continue to play bad the next couple of weeks, and you can uh, sell his current owner the narrative that he was a flop. Well, listen, we're going to wrap this up. It's a little bit long, but you know what? You're just sitting on a conversation with three friends, uh, G and Jerry. Uh, just a great opportunity here to do a bonus show. So we were already doing the Aussie Guys show. I asked G if he would join Jerry and I. And let's be honest, I miss Jerry. He is the man of the hour. He is the man with the power. And we didn't get to record the normal show on Wednesday. But when life comes up, Jerry and I are still going to give you a show, just like our buddies, the Aussies. You know, G's, uh, G's here and AJ's on vacation. We're still going to have a show. That's how we roll. So uh, thank you, G. Merry Christmas, brother. Right, same to you and same to uh, to Jerry. Have, have a good one. Have a safe one, most of all. That's, and, that's the main thing. And Jerry and I will be back on Wednesday morning. Uh, we did. I did some buys on this past week's Dynasty Warzone, but this uh, – 
In America, the day after Christmas is what's known as returns hell. Everybody, those ungrateful bastards return everything they got to go get the stuff they really wanted. I don't know why we just don't give cash. It could be a banking holiday instead of a retail holiday and then do the retail well, holiday. you didn't put thought into it. Yeah, you know what? All, all, all you did was waste your time and effort because the people are just going to go back and get what they wanted anyway. Trust me, I know. But uh, you know what? Jerry and I are going to have some returns. We're going to have some players that uh, we want to sell off. We want to try and get our money back on. Maybe it's some draft capital. Maybe it's uh, it's something else, Bo. But again, big thank you to G. Check out their podcast, the uh, at Aussie Guys NFL. You can find the Aussie Guys NFL on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave them a five star. And while you're leaving them a five star, leave Jerry and I a five star because the listener league is still filling up. And thank you. Yes, I am keeping track. Yes, I've got you down. No, I haven't forgotten. But keep getting those five star reviews in. We're taking them for another ten days through the thirty first of the month and then on the on the show that drops the second jerry and i will announce the winner of the one year at ffstatistics.com uh membership it's a premium stats website it's great if you love numbers and stats so on behalf of g on behalf of jerry i am memphis we are saying happy holidays to you and yours and we will see you next week